The Last Word with Matt Cooper. We're just getting Pat McCormack from the Irish Creamy and Milk Suppliers Association onto a better line so we can hear him properly. So I'm going to start with Sinead O'Brien from the Sustainable Water Network, known as SWAN. Sinead, thank you for joining us. So can you explain to me what are nitrates and why the European Commission is concerned about their impact on the environment? So nitrate is um, is a chemical that um, you find naturally in the environment, um, and in a natural cycle, then they help to um, promote the growth of plants, and then the plants die, and they you know they produce more nitrate, and so there's a natural nitrogen cycle. But it's also used for fertilizer, and then it's also produced by animal waste. And long story short, is they have become in our water. Um, a source of a source of pollution, and what happens is the nitrate it still acts like a fertilizer, but it over fertilizes the water, and so it stimulates the growth of uh, plants, especially affects our estuary, so you get an overgrowth of algae, and so like in the real world, what it results in is you know those sort of smelly mats of algae and polluted water, and just like an estuary or a bay that you you know you wouldn't want to walk near, and the reason it's um, Agriculture isn't the only source. The main source is animal and human waste. But the science is very advanced on this now. And so the Environmental Protection Agency has done a lot of work on studying river catchments and estuaries. And they call it load apportionment. And they can actually see which nitrate is coming from agriculture, which nitrate is coming from urban wastewater treatment plants, from human waste. And what we see is that the majority of the nitrates, the majority of the pollution is coming from agriculture. And it comes from animal agriculture and it comes from animal waste. And so the nitrates, uh, and so obviously the, this is a very simplif- simplification. No, but that's exactly what I want, Sinead. But I just want to clarify. So they're naturally occurring. It's not something that's spread on the land that runs off into the water, is it? Oh, it is. It oh, it is. is. Yeah, I suppose I went back to the sort of scientific fundamentals in a natural system with no humans and no cows you know it does occur naturally but in 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 our in the reality of ireland it is it's it's produced by animals um it also comes through in uh, chemical fertilizer so it's spread on land as you know as tin tin 20 for example to uh, promote the the grass but in relation to animals it's you know they produce it in their waste also and so waste is i mean basically it's slurry urine and feces and so it comes from animals on the land grazing cows in a field defecating and in the case of nitrate you know urinating on the land and then when they're housed that produces a whole lot of slurry you know in slatted sheds and then that has to be spread on the land so it can get into the water either just by the animals on the land or through slurry then having, having to be spread on the land. And it's too much of it. An amount of it, you know, like the environment is incredibly resilient. And so you can spread an awful lot. I mean, first of all, there's crop uptake. So the grass will take up a certain amount. And then even with the excess, the environment, you know, can attenuate and take up a certain amount of it. But we've got this state in Ireland now where there's massive concentrations of it in some catchments, in some vulnerable catchments. So I, I suppose just to take a little step back, if I may, you know, what that results in is that like over the last 
say 10 years, well, 10 years fairly specifically, we've seen year-on-year increases in agricultural water pollution. Now, that's not just nitrates, it's nitrates and phosphates, but for today, let's okay. focus on nitrates. I want to bring in Pat um, McCormack, so Sinead, give him a chance to come in. Pat, as president of the Irish Creamery and Milk Suppliers Association, would you concede that nitrates do damage to the environment? have a power to play in the water quality issue and, and farmers have recognised that and we've seen a significant change in practice um, over the last three years and I, I suppose it's fair to say that that snowball is gaining in momentum. Um, you know, change in practice involves the introduction of clover, significant oversown of pastures uh, with clover uh, to reduce the amount of chemical nitrogen spread, multi-species swords equally reducing the amount of chemical nitrogen spread and low emission slurry spreaders. And, you know, we would have met with the Minister yesterday. Slurry storage is a critical issue and the timing of application. And, uh, you know, we have got momentum within the department to approve farmers that have TANS applications for slurry storage so that they aren't going out on the land the day that they can go out on the land, but that they go out on the land when the optimum time for utilisation is there, uh, the greatest opportunity for grass growth. So it's fair to say that we've seen, since all these practices have been introduced, we've seen a significant reduction in the amount of chemical fertiliser used, and it's estimated anywhere between 15 and 20% uh, in 2022 of a reduction. And, you know, there was obviously the war in the Ukraine and that the price of fertiliser, and that certainly put, put thoughts on farmers' minds. But they are embracing the technologies and the best practices out there. OK, but the European Commission wants to reduce uh, the ceilings for the amount of nitrates that can be used. And how is that now going to impact upon your members? Well, well, firstly, there's a huge frustration out there amongst farm families because the scientists, and with due respect to the scientists, and, and, and I always listen to people with scientific uh, qualifications and views, it takes between 20 and 30 months from the time farmers change practice until we see a significant shift uh, in results in water quality. Farmers feel greatly aggrieved that, you know, we're going on the 2022 samples when, in actual fact, the most radical change in practice was adopted in early 2022 as a result of A, not being able to get the fertiliser and B, the price of it. So, you know, we have, as a sector, we have a roadmap and we have embraced the change and the best practices but we haven't been given that period of time to deliver water quality results and that's extremely frustrating look I mean Matt the, the consequences for the family farm model and you know there's a perception out that it is the larger farmers we have people that didn't expand in the last 10 years in other words they have the same amount of cows as they had during the quota era and they are substantially hitting this we have a man in Kerry with 50 cows going down to 42 or 3 cows there's a man over the road from me going from 75 down to 61 or 2. This is a significant impact down on top of cow bending, which already saw some farmers... Sorry, what's cow bending? Cow bending is where uh, the the nitrogen, organic nitrogen from the cow, that was traditionally 89 uh, for, for a decade or more. That moved to variables depending on the amount of milk that the cow produced. So the more productive the cow... Um, the more organic nitrogen uh, that cow was uh, acclaimed to produce. So, you know, that ca- some of those cows that were above 6,313 litres moved from 89 to 106, and that was for the spring of 2023. And that saw, you know, immediate pressure on some very modest 
but very viable okay. fam- family farms. And, and does that mean, sorry, Pat, that a lot of farmers to actually meet the ceilings are going to have to reduce the size of their herd? The reality of it, Matt, is that some farmers were in the unfortunate scenario in the spring of 2023 where they had to reduce the size of their herd. And now they'll have to go those, further, will they? Those same farmers and others that weren't affected in 2023 will now be hit as a result of the reduction from 250 to 220. At a time when those farmers may be some of the most compliant farmers as require, requiring uh, sufficient slurry storage, etc. So, you know, it's really undermining, and I can't stress it enough, the economic viability of the family farm model and the social implications of that are going to be radical. Okay. There are farmers with sufficient slurry storage, a huge respect for biodiversity and hedgerows, uh, and they find themselves in the front line of fire at this point. Okay, well, to finish with you, Sinead O'Brien, from Swan Sustainable Water Network, how much sympathy would you have for the position of these dairy farmers? Yeah, I have I have huge sympathy for them. I think this is an absolute and total and utter mess. It's an abject failure on the part of the government, but it's also a failure on the part of farm leadership, including Pat's organisation, because we have known that this was coming for at least the last year and a half, very specifically, because when the Commission issued the last derogation 18 months ago, it said this is on the condition that water quality improves. And we knew that we were going to be pulling no rabbits out of hats and that we were go- this threshold was going to be brought down. Um, and so I have great sympathy for farmers, but ultimately we have to look at the impacts on water quality and on public health. Okay. And you know, the nitrates directive is 32 years old. And I think at this point, it gave farmers enough time to come up with a system of operating that didn't result in, you know, beds of algae in our estuaries and pollution of our rivers. Sinead O'Brien from Sustainable Water Network and Pat McCormack from the Irish Creamery and Milk Suppliers Association. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.